You're listening to the Brighter Finances Podcast, the podcast designed to bring the brighter days of life to life through financial education and comprehensive case studies. Hello, and welcome to the Brighter Finances Podcast, the show that brings educational content to help small business owners and content creators bring the brighter days of life to life. This is your host, Louis Guajardo, the founder and lead financial planner at Brighter Days Planning. If my business wasn't called Brighter Days Planning, it would be called the business of you because I truly believe in looking at yourself as a high functioning business, just like the chief financial officer will look at their business. We should be tracking the three key business statements in light of our personal picture on the business side. That's going to be a income statement, cash flow statement, and then a balance sheet. But on the personal side, it could be an income statement, a cash flow statement, and a net worth statement. And the net worth statement is going to be what we're focused on today. Tracking these three statements, but especially the net worth statement, can give you a good idea on whether or not you're tracking in the right direction and if changes need to occur. In today's episode, we're going to discuss why you should track your net worth, how you should track it, and some tips for tracking it. We also want to make it clear that if you go to our website, brighterdaysplanning.com, there is a budget and net worth tracker about halfway down our homepage, which you can download for free. It's going to have cash flow section and it's going to have a net worth section as well. And this is what we use for our personal finances here. So if you wanted to get that downloaded again, just go to brighterdaysplanning.com. Now let's dive into the net worth statement. What is the net worth statement and why is it important for your personal picture? Well, net worth is actually just a calculation. That calculation is assets minus liabilities equals net worth. Now, there's different sections of assets and there's different types of liabilities. So some asset categories are personal assets, which could be things like jewelry, vehicles, collectibles. There's also investment assets, which could include retirement accounts, such as 401ks, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, self-employed accounts like SEP IRAs. Um, And then this could also include things like an HSA or a brokerage account, pretty much anywhere where you're investing your money. There's also liquid assets, which are going to be cash, certificates of deposit, bank accounts, savings accounts, and things like that. And then lastly, there's real estate, which could be a personal residence, an investment property, um, or even commercial property if you're investing there as well. Now on the liability side, there's also some different sections or categories here. Now there's short-term liabilities, which are going to be liabilities that are coming due within the next 12 months. So this could be things like credit cards or other loans that are just coming due soon. Now, there's also long-term liabilities, which can be things like mortgage, student loans, car loans, or other debt that is longer than one year. So to calculate your net worth, you're just going to get the total assets and your total liabilities, and then you're going to subtract them from each other, giving you a net worth. Now, you could have a positive net worth and you could have a negative net worth. If you have a negative net worth, obviously not a good sign, and if you have a positive net worth, that may or may not be a good sign depending on what your income level is and where you're at in your life. It's really difficult to determine that, but let's take a look at a couple more factors in order to see where we stand with our net worth. So in the introduction, I spoke about the business of you idea. 
right? I think that it's a very good thing to consider yourself, like I said, a high-functioning business in order to take your personal finances to the next level. So like we said, businesses use income statements, balance sheets, and cash flow statements to track their spending. We should do the same thing by incorporating income statements, cash flow statements, and a net worth statement. And you can download our template to check off essentially all three of those. It'll track your income for you. It'll track your cash flows. And there's also a section to track your net worth too. So starting to track these is really going to let you know whether or not you're moving in the right direction. And I want to make it clear too that typically this isn't going to be something that you're tracking on a monthly basis, but rather on an annual basis. And it doesn't necessarily matter what this number is, although later in the episode we'll help you determine maybe what your number should look like depending on your situation. However, it's really important just to see an upwards trend. So if your net worth is tracking up and to the right every single year, then you're doing something really good. However, if it's tracking down into the right, well, then there's probably some overspending or you're dipping into your cash or taking on too much debt. And there might be something that we can learn from that and help us to improve our financial picture moving down the line. So another thing that a net worth statement can do is help us determine if we are prepared for the future. So it can help us determine whether or not we're prepared to handle financial hardships like losing a job, starting a new business, or even moving into retirement, which will become increasingly important as you age. So we told you guys that we would give you some numbers to keep in mind as you start to track your net worth. So let's take a look at the average net worth by age, which was released just a couple of years ago by the IRS. So for those people who are under the age of 35, the average net worth in America is $39,000. For those between the ages of 35 and 44, the average net worth was $135,600. Now those between 45 and 54, the average was $247,200. And then moving on to 55 through 64, it was $364,500. And then people between 65 and 74 was $409,900. And then anybody over the age of 75, the average net worth moved downwards actually to $335,000. And that was probably largely due to the fact that they are no longer in their income earning years and rather in their decumulation phase where they're spending more than they're making. Now, these numbers are a little bit alarming if you are calculating um, based on some of the popular ways of determining what your net worth should be by age. One of these ways that we calculate this is uh, following a formula that was determined by the book, The Millionaire Next Door. So if you read The Millionaire Next Door, they discuss calculating your uh, net worth by taking your age multiplied by your pre-tax income and dividing that by 10. Now, let's take a look at a little example. If you're 30 years old and you're making $100,000 a year, and you divide that by 10, that's going to give you $300,000. So it says if you're 30 years old, you should have a net worth of $300,000. But you can see that the net worth for those under the age of 35 was only $39,000, which is why, say, it might be a little bit alarming. Or this calculation that we use might just be a little too demanding or have too high of expectations. So if you have this, the book says that you'd be what's called 
a under accumulator and if you double what that calculation is then you'd be what's called a prodigious accumulator and that's according to the millionaire next door's calculation just to be sure now i personally don't like to use this calculation and the reason why is because when i was 24 years old and i had just read this book i did what they told me to do i had just gotten a job that was paying somewhere in the range of sixty sixty five thousand dollars and I did this calculation and it told me that my net worth was supposed to be somewhere around $60,000. I just graduated college. I had a little bit of student loan debt. Um, I didn't have an opportunity to save up a lot of money because of the cost of going to school. And this calculation does not take that into account whatsoever. So automatically, if you start looking at this calculation, it could instill a little bit of fear into you. But like I said, don't use this to determine whether or not you're succeeding or not, but rather use it to see you know, what they think that your uh, net worth should be at and use it as the guidance to get there, all right? As long as you're tracking upwards and to the right, like we said before, you're probably doing the things that are going to get you to where you need to be. So now we have a good understanding of what your net worth statement is and what a good number is. However, we don't know how we're supposed to be tracking that. So let's review how we should do that. The first thing that we would recommend you do is just write down on a piece of paper, create a list of your assets and your liabilities. So consider things like bank accounts, retirement accounts, savings accounts, bonds, um, bills, notes, any ownership in a business, any real estate that you might own, personal property like cars and jewelry, um, or even debts that you are owed. Now, these are all going to be things that you're going to throw into the assets category. However, right next to that, start writing down your liabilities as well and just things that you could think about. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a number, but rather just acknowledging that those assets or those liabilities exist. And we'll get the number later. So for your liabilities, you're going to consider things like credit cards, student loans, mortgages, personal loans or other personal debts that you might owe to. Now, what we recommend, especially being at the start of a new year, is downloading the prior year's full year-end balance. So downloading your December 31st, 2023 statement and using that final value uh, to track what your net worth is. So download that for your assets, for your liabilities, gather all these documents for every account that you just wrote down and then right next to them, write the number, whatever that asset is valued at or whatever that debt is owed. Next, you want to decide on a net worth tracker. So these could be things like our personal budget that we have on our website that will also track your net worth. It could be things like Monarch Money, Empower, um, or there's some others such as Rocket Money too. So once you decide on how you want to track your net worth or where you want to track your net worth, now you're just going to take everything that you wrote down on this piece of paper and input it into the software. The software is automatically going to do that calculation that we spoke about earlier to determine what your net worth is. Now you can do this every single year and once you go three or four or five years down the line, you're going to be able to see how your net worth is trending and if you're doing the right or wrong things. However, like we said, you want to make sure that you're going up into the right, but there's going to be years such as COVID where I would probably guess that 90% of people's uh, net worths went down just because of the situation 
because the stock market went down in value, uh, because people lost income. So just keep in mind that sometimes there are bigger reasons for why your net worth might be tracking down one year. All right, so let's go over a couple of last second tips for when you're tracking your net worth and things that you can do to improve your net worth or grow it faster. So tip number one, save and invest. Now, often you'll see people recommending that you save somewhere in the range of 20% of your income. Now, this could include things like your retirement accounts, as well as contributions that your employer is making to your retirement account on your behalf. If your uh, employer is making 5% contributions for you and you're also making 5% contributions, well, you're already 10% of the way there and you only need to save another 10% in order to hit that 20% mark. Now, don't limit yourself to 20%. If you feel like you can save 25 or 30% of your income, then do so. It'll help your net worth grow even quicker and prepare you for the future. On the investing side, make sure that when you put this, these funds into your retirement account that you're investing them accordingly to your risk tolerance. So whether you're an aggressive investor, conservative, make sure that these funds are working for you, especially if they're long-term funds. If you're putting money to the side in the emergency fund, um, try to make sure that you're maximizing the yield that you're getting in the high yield savings account as compared to a typical savings account offered at your bank or credit union. Tip number two, track your spending. Use our cash flow statement as part of the personal budget and net worth tracker in order to track your net worth, but also to start tracking how you're spending. Find ways that you could save additional money if you're not meeting your savings goal. Find ways that you can cut spending or increase income if needed. Tip number two, track your spending. So you can use things like Monarch Money, Rocket Money, like we talked about earlier, who also have budgeting um, as part of their apps, but you can also use the free Brighter Days Planning Budget and Net Worth Tracker in order to track these things. If your savings goal isn't where you want it to be, if you're only saving 5% or 10% and you really want to hit that 20% number or even more, then find ways that you might be able to increase your income or find ways that your spending um, can be more efficient. So tracking this is really going to allow you to open up those ideas so that you make sure you're hitting all of your goals. Tip number three, track your net worth. I know it's what we're talking about, but it's the best tip that you can have. Start tracking it so that you know your net worth is moving up in the right direction. If you're not tracking your net worth, you'll never know if you're taking on too much debt or if you're not saving enough money. Tracking your net worth is the most important thing that you can do in order to ensure that you're prepared properly for the future. So start doing this today. In closing, consider yourself a high functioning business and utilize things like cash flow statements, balance statements or net worth statements um, and income statements as well and make sure that you're being as efficient as possible in tracking all of these categories. Now use the averages or the calculation from the millionaire next door to have a solid idea of where you want your net worth to be based on your current situation. Remember, these numbers might be a little bit extreme for you in your situation, so just use them as some guidance and some inspiration and motivation to get you to where you need to be. Lastly, don't focus so much on the number. Focus on the trend line. Make sure your net worth is moving up and to the right year after year unless 
like we said before, there's COVID year or there's a market crash, things like that. If you could control your net worth, make sure that you are and make sure that it is growing every single year. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach us on our contact us page at brighterdaysplanning.com. Until next time, cheers to Brighter Days. Thank you for listening to the Brighter Finances podcast. If you'd like access to some of our free resources or would like to see how we may be able to bring you Brighter Days, then go to brighterdaysplanning.com and click get started where you can schedule a one-on-one meeting with myself. We'd love to learn about your life and see how we can be of service. Lastly, please remember nothing that we discuss through this podcast should be considered advice. You should always consult with a financial, tax, or legal professional so they can become familiar with your unique circumstances before making any financial decisions.